Welcome to the USU Career Studio podcast that helps you navigate your career path. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends and family all about it. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to get access to our newest content. And on that that vein of thoughtfulness, I'm really curious. You know, I work with a lot of college age students, um, some more traditional age, some a little bit older. Um, but regardless, you know, as they start to enter the workforce. I personally have a lot of questions about, you know, how, how do young professionals navigate this world of hybrid? You know, they go into a company and maybe they're working part-time, you know, at home and then they're going into the office. You know, I, looking back when, you know, my first couple of years, you know, with USU, you know, it was, it was remote and it was so hard to build relationships. And in fact, maybe this is embarrassing to share, but there were people who I thought I had a really good relationship virtually when we started to work in the same space, I thought, oh <laughs> my gosh, this is yeah. not the same person. Yeah. And it was kind of a wild experience, you know, and obviously like I had had, you know, in-person jobs before 2020. So it's not like it was completely a shock, but it was kind of a, rem- a reminder. And also, you know, there's a lot of conversations about how do we create, you know, opportunities, maybe not equal or equitable. I don't know, whatever word you want to use, but how do we ensure that young professionals have access to professional development, have access to mentorship when they may not be in person? And like, are there some, I don't know, what are your thoughts just kind of on that new professional entering this weird hybrid space? Yeah, this part of what I do in my consulting is really encourage companies to look at this exact topic. Like, you you know, this idea that you're hiring somebody and that they're just going to come in and kind of do the job because of whatever, whatever it was formal higher ed or it was certification or some online learning is so short-sighted because they're, they, as a human being, they're going to want and need more. And if you, if you can help provide that more, it's going to pay off for everybody. It's going to pay off for you as the employer. You create this incredible engagement and loyalty. They become so much better at what they can do for your organization, but it requires this idea of like, somebody has to take the time to do it. And this is an area where, you know, I do leadership coaching. It's like, Hey, you want to know something interesting? There is no technology that fixes leadership coaching. None. Because leadership coaching is not about, you know, some computer telling you, we can, you know, you can see, okay, these are the characteristics of a good leader, but, you know, there's a million books out there that you can read about it, but it's the actual engagement of talking about, hey, what was the experience and where did you, you know, where did you do well and where did you fall short and what did that feel like? And by the way, yes, I understand that. That's, you know, I've gone through something similar. Technology doesn't fill that gap. Now, what it can feel is the gap. So I take, you know, I do a lot of I came from a heavy sales organization. So a lot of leaders are sales leaders. And I am still amazed at how many sales leaders block out the vast majority of their week to do what I would say isn't leadership. It's more sales management that actually technology can do 10 times better than they can do. You know, this idea of, hey, I'm spending a whole bunch of time on pipeline review stuff. Why? why? You have like CRM systems that should be able to gather that data so beautifully for you. And yeah, a quick, I get it. You go check it. Yep, everything's there. I have a question now. But that takes something that maybe took an hour or two hours in the past. It can be 10 minutes. Now use that extra time to do that kind of mentoring and coaching and developing and stuff that technology is not able to do. And humans are fantastic at doing it in the right circumstance. So a lot of opportunity there. And I think it's, you know, on both sides, I think, you know, I'm encouraging, I have a daughter who's about to graduate from Utah State. I'm encouraging her as she gets out there to be raising her hand and asking, hey, are there opportunities for my development as I join your company. Like almost you're interviewing back the potential employer 
and saying, what is it that you can help offer me, not just from a selfish, you know, because I want more from you, but so that I can actually be a better member of your community. That's the ideal scenario when people are really focused on that kind of common outcome and common goal. And it goes to what, you know, that there's something about realizing that a struggle, any kind of struggle that we have can be really good to help us grow. So once we're like, looking, I want to remove all the struggles that I have from my work life and from my, my marriage and from my, my friends, it's like, it sounds like a great theory, but the more you do that, the more you reduce what you are down to something that really takes away from, you know, humanity. So it's, it's kind of okay that there's a part of your job that you don't really like doing. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of telling people, you know, like, oh, this part, of it, that's okay, because that helps you have a better appreciation. You can see things from a different perspective. You, there's all these things that come from these little internal struggles that we all have. And uh, anyway, that's an area of thought. I, um, that point about like trying to, to accept those discomfort or those discomforting parts of, of our life in general, I don't want to reel too much about my upbringing, but I'm reminded of Conan the Barbarian that quotes like Nietzsche that, you know, that which does not kill us makes us stronger. Um, there you go, dad. Uh, Conan. <laughs> um, but to, to, to what, what I would say to, to like a new professional, I think is twofold. One, it's, it would probably underscore what Brad kind of says to, to his kids that one, it's not inappropriate for you to expect that. And so, again, as you were talking about some of these things, Brad, I had this thought kind of come into my head that human beings like, like flowers, like plants, like, like anything, we're, we are biological organic creatures. And I might have a moment where that flower in front of my house looks exactly the, what I want it to be, but I can't just kind of like push pause and it just stays that way that that thing is going to either continue to grow and, and germinate and become more, or if I neglect it, it's going to wither. And so to recognize that as a human being, I'm, I'm maybe built in a similar sort of way or on similar principles to say, yeah, as I'm coming into to a, looking at a job to ask either during that interview process, what are those opportunities? How is that facilitated? Because I do expect that because I don't want to wither uh, in this role that's not inappropriate. Or if you've already found yourself in the job and that's not there to speak up and articulate that to say, look, I'm really concerned that, that you're again, wanting me to just be that pretty little flower exactly as I am right now. That's a real struggle. And I need, I need some of that additional, you know, nurturing so that I can continue to grow. So there's that one thought. The other thought that I would kind of give in this and this is, I hope the thought kind of comes through, but I also have kind of some sales experience in what I do in my current role. And one thing that I've realized is that when you are, are, are selling something, a product or a service, there's only one part of what, what kind of gets people to yes is the quality of that product or that service. The other big thing is, is that relationship, that, that how much do they, in, in, the, in the course of our conversations, how much do they, do they value me to say, hmm. look, yeah, Jesse says that this thing that Health Catalyst University has developed is, is great. That may be, and it sounds cool, 
but more than anything, I trust Jesse. And, and if he's going to, I trust that he's going to help us to get to the promised land. Now, what does that mean for a new professional in, in the context of work? I think it's to recognize that the people that they're going to interact with, there's only one part of, of how they're going to interact with you that's defined by just your, your qualities and your goodness. That, okay, yeah, you're, I saw what you did on that data visualization. Oh, I saw what you did on that report. That's part of it. Like what your, your skill set, that's part of how people appraise you within the context of work. That's part of how you build trust and that they might kind of work with you in future projects. But the other part is just generally who you are and that relationship that you're building. Again, do they feel in their interactions with you that you respect what, we're, what, what the company's trying to do? You, do you respect what they're trying to do? And so again, I think sometimes we can go back to being very myopic in the work that we do and say, well, I do it. Like I, I, get, my, I get my tasks done. I get them done on time. And, and I, I, I check all the boxes. Why am I not getting that promotion? Why am I not growing? Why don't people value me more? And I think it's that other component of, yeah, you're doing your, the quality of your work is great. But in a lot of ways, work is more than just that. Yeah. And, and, and you have to, um, again, there's a, sometimes a resistance to say, I don't want to invest in those relationships. Why should I feel like I need to go out to drinks with the rest of everybody else? And I, I fine, that, that's fair. But at the same time, what you're doing at work is still a human endeavor and, and you're doing it with human beings that have backgrounds and families and, and concerns and, and again, sacrifices they're making. And so that time that they spend with you um, or that you are willing to spend with them matters. And again, it, maybe we don't think it should matter, but it does. And so that's the other thing, a piece of advice that I would give is to say, look, that that raising your hand and, and, and asking for mentorship, asking for support, asking some clarifying questions after the meeting about, hey, why did you say that? Or why did you do that? Not this. Right. Um, that really can be valuable because that cultivates relationships and trust that I think will pay dividends in the long run. And the other funny thing about this is there are, there's such an opportunity, even if there's not like a formal mentoring program at, at where you work. There, it's amazing. Like most people, okay, I don't know most is the right, a good portion of the community, if they know that you would like to be mentored by them, and if you don't say, man, I, I, I'm watching you, I see what you do, you're inspirational to me, w would you be willing to take a little bit of time out of what you have to do and just help me also succeed? Most people love that. Like they, they're like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Yes, I would, I would love to take a little bit of time. And if they don't, that probably speaks to a whole other you know, <laughs> yeah. issue. But there's, sure. so there's something there that, you know, even short of saying, hey, I work for a company right now. And they really don't have anything formalized. Am I just, you know, out of luck? No, because there's nothing stopping you from like identifying those individuals that inspire you and just, you know, taking them aside and saying, hey, could I, that the reason I look at the crazy luck that I had in my career and the luck was really surrounded by incredible mentors that I didn't even know. I didn't. Like the first, the first person that really was an incredible mentor, I didn't ever call her a mentor. She happened to be my boss, but far more than being a boss, she was an amazing mentor, you know, to me. And so I got lucky that that first experience was very, very positive. 
And then from there, as I went on, I'm like, oh, I want another find. I want to find another version of her to kind of help me navigate the next part of my career. And it's incredibly powerful. And again, something that technology can't do. So, and I think that's such a helpful framework, you know, so I grew up, I always, you know, bring my lenses and I grew up with parents who had jobs, but they didn't ever really see the professional progression. And so I never really watched my parents, you know, get raises. I never really watched them move up in an organization. And it was so interesting back to, you know, my college roots. I was so grateful that I happened to get a student job in a career professional development center um, because I, I was surrounded by people who wanted to mentor, who wanted to help me grow. Um, but what I love about kind of the framework that you've shared is anybody can do that regardless of your background. Yes. So even if you haven't had these skills shown and modeled to you as a, you know, as a kid, as a teenager, you can start today. And I, I so I really appreciate that because I know that can be a huge barrier. And, you know, for stubborn people like myself to ask for help can be really intimidating yeah. as a new professional. Um, you know, you don't want to show weakness, yeah. right? You, you just want to show them you're capable. Um, but to your point, majority of the people that I've interacted with when I've asked for support, mentorship, they're more than willing to give it. So I think that's a really good, both really good key points of the importance of building relationships um, and leaning on folks who have more experience. Again, I think sometimes as young professionals speaking for myself, I want the answers. I want people to know that I'm competent and, and I forget, I can ask, it's okay to ask. Yeah. So I really, I really appreciate all of those insights. We hope you loved this episode of the USU Career Studio podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family.